Hey everyone, yes, yes indeed, this is Like Trees Walking. We are still here. We're, we're still we're, trees. We're, we're alive. still walking. That's right, yes. that's right. Well, you, Pastor I mean, Dave, how, uh, how are you? We haven't been together in a room probably for more than two weeks? More than two weeks. I believe the last time we were in the same room together was uh, March 15th, if I'm remembering correctly, that, su- that well, Sunday. Far longer than two weeks then. Yeah, huh? I mean, it's almost been a it's almost been a straight up month, so too long. But I have been able to. I mean, we obviously have spoken since then, and we, you know, had our delightful, you know, Chestertonians. We got to read that together. So I yes. feel like I've, yes, I, I, I feel like we've still been in contact, but not anywhere near the regularity or frequency that I desire. Like, like most people on the planet, not nearly as much as we would like. Yes, Correct. of course. But I'll see you tonight. Well, I get to see you tonight, even though I won't be in the same room as you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you get to see me <laughs> tonight. <laughs> this is Good Friday. We're we're recording this on Good Friday, so I will see Mike reading. Yes, from the fifteenth yes. chapter of Mark. So I look forward to that. Uh, Pastor Dave, what is this podcast? What's this, happening? And right, what are we going this, to do today? This is Light Trees Walking the Podcast, where we talk about uh, the big questions um, of life, theology philosophy, faith, uh, death, um, heaven, hell, the hereafter, everything. We talk about it from a Christian perspective. We welcome all comers. Um, We also see the intersection of these things with culture. And uh, during these pandemic days, uh, we've even taken little detours to just, I think, uh, address this particular moment um, in looking at it um, specifically, you know, with our Lyman Stone interview, kind of the specifics of it. Um, but then also a broader historical, you know, Christian response. And then even Todd Balzinger, you know, what does this particular moment mean um, in the course of bigger trends and um, getting us back to the beginning? So uh, it's the universal and the particular all rolled up in one. That's that's right. That's wow. That's good. The universal and the particular all rolled into one. Yes. Is that our, is that our new cut line? <laughs> At least for now. I love and it. To, and today, because, you know, sometimes... Um, Nothing, what, what, when, you know, nothing unites people as much as what, Mike? Uh, well, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking that nothing united America more than hands across America, but you might not be talking about that. <laughs> I, we I don't mean that. were totally united by that, right? Was that like an, was that an up with people thing? No, that's, I, I mean, I don't think so. Do they okay. have connections sure and okay. do anyone who's listening right now know what we're talking about Maybe. what is up with a good friend of mine and uh beloved brother in christ uh beloved missionary uh whom i support he uh his parents were like into up with people wow like, big time yeah i don't think that i ever knew anyone even through connections who was up with people people so yeah. that's exciting. This is the first that I've ever heard. <laughs> so, Can so you think, sing any of the of theme separate... song? No. Uh, oh, no. I ha- No. Uh-uh. I, I think I can get the first half of the line, maybe. Okay. Let's up, go for it. Up with people. You meet them wherever you go. I believe that's how. That's that's all I know of the up with people theme song. Was that written by uh, Alan Thicke? That's a good question. It's I hope so. I hope that like when I thick. I don't have the ability to search right now, but I hope so so much. Because that just to me that that sounded. I mean, just that little even snippet, like 
Just, yeah, it sounds like any if if you just started humming a song, I think I was on a podcast. You know how we're all going mad and doing podcasts? Of course yes. you do. Yes, I do. That I I improvised a theme song for waiting for something and it sounded like that. Yeah, you just go da ba da ba ba we're doing a theme song. This is our theme song. This is like trees walking. Yeah. So yes, it sounds like that. Up with Okay. People. Okay. Well, um Oh, I don't know why I started. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You said what unites people? You said hands across America. Yes, so that I was, was wrong. Bef- I guess that wrong. was before my time. No, 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 no. Nothing unites people like, uh, like a, a common enemy, and probably second to which is, uh, and I think a, a cousin of a common enemy is a common hatred. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, what is the uh, 1984? Is it two minutes of hate? How many minutes of hate is it? I don't. I don't recall. In, or, in Orwell's book, yeah, he unites people by by having them for just for a couple minutes screaming at their common enemy. So and yeah, so I'm fully behind it. Now, of course, we all share a common enemy right now. Um, you know, uh, the virus. We all hate it. We wish it would just go away, and we could, you know, kind of uh, civilization could reemerge in all of its fullness. Um, mm-hmm. Though some some aspects of it, we would like to probably go away. If we could leave some things behind, that'd maybe be an interesting. I'm sure there top. are people who are who are saying sports ball can stay away forever. I'm, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't share that. I'm just saying that's possible that there are people that. Yep, absolutely. There's that. yeah. There's some people who say, "Well, let's get rid of handshakes for forever." I'd be happy if that hugs. There's people who want to get rid of hugs. Um, yeah, so there's there's plenty of things that people want to leave behind. But uh, besides our common enemy, um, I think a common hatred. A relatively common hatred has emerged and early, it was early on but it's something i think we should address together today because it's a common it, i've had this hatred latent in me for a long time and i'm sure we we have at least referenced it on this podcast many many times but i'm not sure that we've ever done a proper exegesis i didn't bother to go look back in the archives and if we did forgive us for doing it twice but it's it's worthy of that Yes, these are extraordinary times. They call for extraordinary measures. Mm-hmm. What is our shared hatred? Because well, you and I, we, we share this. I've, being older, have sh- have had this hatred longer than you have. I've lived with it longer. I'm very, and I'm very interested to hear your story of the hatred. Um, okay, sure. Be- because I think this hatred, I'm sure it probably predates even your Christianity. Oh, uh, it does. It does. Yes, it yes, does, for sure. Yes. Yes. So this is not just Christian bigotry. Uh, mine might be, but uh, you know this is. <laughs> but 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 Mike is an honest broker in here. <laughs> That's um, right. It crossed uh, the the major philosophical, um, ethical, whatever the my you know my foundational beliefs. It crossed those two of them. So wow. both athe- atheism and Christianity. Uh, as as a believer of both, at one time I hated this during both of them. <laughs> so, um, so it is, of course, none other than John Lennon's song "Imagine." And uh, the reason, and I've, the reason that this came up again was, you know, uh, oh, 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 gosh, oh, just should that. I start it yet? Are you ready? Just no, stop it for gosh sakes. Okay, sorry, I know we, right, I know yeah. we have that long sappy piano <laughs> interlude, you know, to get us ready, but. Um, you know, it was early on. I mean, this was probably very like a month ago, you know, and we were this was just when I mean, we saw things getting really, really bad in uh, Italy, you know, and then and it was coming to America. 
and uh, what the you know we were starting to go under these kind of lockdown shelter in place type orders that that happened in California very early, and so the celebrities decided, led by none other than Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. I've never seen Wonder Woman, by the way. So, um, but is she? An I have. Is she? You an might be surprised actress? to learn that I have not seen Wonder Woman either. I am surprised because usually, for professionally, you have to engage with these things, but um, it's not like you know. It, it's yeah, but anyways, Gal Gadot. You know, the celebs decided that they were gonna you know bring cheer to America, uh, lift our spirits. And so they they decided to record a medley of all these celebs singing Imagine. And then it was stitched together and presented to the world as this, you know, heartwarming and inspirational tune that we all needed to to get us through this thing together. And yeah, this is the thing, obviously, that we all agree on, is that we all love the song Imagine. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is going to inspire people. It'll lift their hearts, you know, uh, a nation who is living in fear with sagging spirits, uncertainty, anxiety about the future. If we can get some celebs singing Imagine, that, it, you know, that's what this country needs right now. And so, uh, yeah, it was... It was uh, Gal Gadot started it, and then it was roundly... What, I, what, what lifted my spirits when it came out was uh, that there seemed to be a... Um, universal, nearly universal revulsion to this particular, um, like this particular uh, offering of Imagine. I only heard about it through, uh, well, I can, there's no reason not to say this, on a Rift Tracks meeting where one of my fellow coworkers said, is everyone comforted by Imagine? And, and you know, 16 people in this meeting all went, Ugh. <laughs> Except for me, I was like, what are you talking about? What is this? I'm, I'm not a person who trades in, like, memes and, and, and current trends. I'm an old-timey prospector who sits in his house and, you know, sprays a hose at kids. So <laughs> I didn't even know about it. So oh. it was a shock to me. But, uh, but it was universally loathed. Yes, and so a common hatred, a common enemy. And so that, to me, just said, yeah, there was something about, I mean, something not just about the song itself, but I think when when paired with celebrities, um, you know, from their gilded cages, uh, you know, singing it at the plebs, um, that it inspired even more revulsion. But I think that it, there is something, Not it's not just how it was offered, but it's inherent within the song itself, um, that the, the, the message and the means and the medium are, um, all as one go as a package to something that just makes this the worst conceivable song for this moment. Right. And, and so do you, do you want to march through it? Let's march through it. Let's just go through it. Okay. And we can, um, I, I don't have the Gal Gadot version. I assume it's the same. It's exactly the same. Okay. So they didn't add any extra touches or no, there wasn't even a, you know, yeah, there wasn't even like a pandemic version or something like imagine there's no virus or something, you know, they didn't even do that. <laughs> it wasn't uh, Elton John dusting off of his, uh, dusting <laughs> off his who died recently a song. All right. So, so just first of all, the piano opening is just so cheesy. No heaven. Mm-hmm. Imagine there's no heaven. All right. Do you have something to say about that? Let's let let's just let's just let yeah, I do have something to say. 
So just imagine. <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna say the word imagine so many times now. But just yes. Um, imagine, you know, someone is suffering um, acute respiratory distress syndrome. They're in a hospital. All right, they're by themselves. They're scared. Um, they feel like they're dying. You know, they're going to have to be, they're bent on oxygen. It's not working. The symptoms are getting worse. We're going to have to intubate this person. We're going to have to put them on a ventilator. Imagine thinking that the song Imagine has anything hopeful to offer this person. You know what? Hey, person facing death. Hey, uh, you, you know, facing this alone. Hey, family of this person who is traumatized. Imagine there's no heaven. Above us, only sky. It, it it it's just vacuous and it's utterly hopeless for that yeah. person in that moment. I I believe we've brought it up before. It's very reminiscent of I think Bertrand Russell's famous line. What do you say to a seven year old child, uh, you know, stricken with cancer, taking their last last breaths? What hope do you give them as a Christian? To which. Every Christian who's ever lived says, what do you say to them? Exactly. Like, we have this thing. You think it's a fairy tale, but we're not. That's fine. That's your, but you have nothing. Goodbye, seven-year-old child who was born into nothing but pain, suffering, and agony, and you're gone, and you were nothing, and there was no hope, and there never will be, is the answer, rather than uh, our answer? I, I Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. No, and and I mean, I guess the message is of imagine is that if we if we could envision this different world, you know, the whole the the punchline is like, and the world will live as one. That these are all things that uh, that divide us, you know. So if we could just get and it just gets absurd the more we go on and on and on. This, I mean, it's all absurd. But all the things he wants to imagine us being without are stupid. Um, but like, I mean. It's sort of easy for, I mean, with all due respect to uh, John Lennon, you know, I love the Beatles, so don't get me wrong. Love, love, love the Beatles. Greatest band. I, I actually love John Lennon. I'm not a huge fan of his solo stuff, and I think he's a cantankerous guy, but I, those are kind of the things that I like about him. And I've heard that he was a bit of a, uh, I don't know, he, he went against the culture sometimes in a way that made me happy. So I'm not totally. I have no animus against the man or obviously against his body of work. So just yeah. just to make that clear. Yeah, not just haters. We're not Lennon haters. But it's sort of easy. Like this is a person who famously maybe didn't he have like a refrigerated room in his, you know, New York penthouse for his fur coats? I mean, so <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like kind of easy for uh, a guy in uh, John Lennon's position to uh you know, to, to talk about and imagine and, you know, knowing about his personal history. I mean, the way he treated his first wife, right. And his, uh, that story whole behind, Hey, Hey Jude, you know, Hey Jules, uh, basically his kind of yeah. abandonment essentially of his first wife and son. Um, it's like, well, imagine you're like a good parent and not like someone who just abandons their family. And so the kind of, uh, uh, faux guru detachment um you know to me coming from this person makes it even more vomitous 
Yes, and the, and the fact that well, let's not forget that what he abandoned everything for is Yoko Ono. And again, not any animus against the person, but go on to YouTube and pull up a Yoko Ono song and see if you can get through 11 seconds of it. <laughs> and, the spoiler is you can't and you won't. But that's and I neither do, here nor there. I do believe, like, and I do believe she was not, She sh- John says that like a poem of hers inspired this. And so he didn't give her a co-writing credit initially, but she is somewhat partially to blame. Ah, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, Do you want to hear a little more of it? Want? No. Well, (laughs) okay. Here is some more of it. That means mm-hmm. no i don't know what that means at all no okay no countries it is it to me it's somewhat hard to do yeah, yeah here we go hell yeah I imagine that's a stopping point for That's us. a stop. Let's just stop. Okay, let's do a stop there. So no countries. Nothing to kill for die to kill or die for. No religion too. Hey, Dave. Yeah. It isn't hard to do, man. <laughs> What's very, the problem? It is very hard for me to do. What are your hang ups, man? The religious impulse seems to be like one of the you know uh it, it seems to be deeply ingrained within uh, the human species, you know? Yes. Uh, and so, like, it is, a- like, it's actually very, very hard to imagine um, human beings and uh, human societies and civilizations with nothing that we would call religion. That is, like, something that is extremely rare and an outlier within the human experience. And so it's very difficult for me to imagine to imagine that. And it's, I think completely arrogant of someone like John Lennon to say, well, yeah, let's just get rid of it. This thing that all human beings like imagine there's no, you know, families. It's not hard to do, you know, no children, you know, don't kill or don't, you know, don't kill or die for them. I mean, it's like, man, uh, it's base. I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's just so dumb. I, it puts me in mind of, uh, there's a, uh, I forget which book C.S. Lewis talks about, and C.S. Lewis is not known for like you know systematic theology or anything. He was a little more, uh, he had a little more brevity than that. But he you know had wise insights. And one of the things he said was, well, like, if you're starting the world from scratch, everybody talks about kind of oneness and why do they have to be separate people? You know, sort of in that same vein. And uh, he said, I, I mean, I guess can you imagine just like gaseous clouds of things that are just entities that have their own thoughts, but you probably have to give them separate units at some point, and then the first time someone accidentally kicks a stone and hits another guy, you're going to have a war. And, and I think that's what uh, I just that universal uh, instinct that we all need this oneness that is easy to do if we stop being who we are. It's like, well, okay, then we just have to stop being what we are and how we were created. So it's not that easy to do. No, and it and I mean it's it. But this side of uh, glory it's nigh impossible uh i mean and you think about i uh, think of a couple 
of you know gems from Chesterton, G.K. Chesterton at this point. But when he talks about uh, you know that uh, that uh, uh, the universalness of of, of sin, uh, you know the fall. That's the one aspect of uh, the Christian faith that is empirically, uh, you know, empirically proven is uh, is original sin. And, and then you know also when it talks about um, that kind of yeah that notion of oneness, uh, there's that old idea of uh, Chesterton's fence, right? Like when people yes, walk yes. when they come and discover a fence, saying like, "Well, this doesn't seem to serve any purpose, so let's just knock it down." And Chesterton's advice is what, you know, well, t- take some time to consider why someone put it up in the first place. Yeah, there could be uh, a bunch of history. There's obviously reasons for it. So you must understand it completely before you callously say, tear it down. Yeah. And uh, like in, so there's no countries. Okay. So uh, who's in charge? Who gets to say who's in charge? You know, these are, these are, these are very, very it's almost like nihilistic anarchism is at the heart. Atheistic nihilistic anarchism is at the heart of this vision, which to me sounds like a, a horrible world that I don't want to live in. Um, well, I can, on the ground, boots on the ground, we know a lot of times when there's, imagine there's no country or rulers or anything. We have Somalia from about 20 years ago, you know. <laughs> We have warlords hoarding the food that, you know, good-natured people and using it to buy more weapons to murder their enemies. So, I mean, that's just one tiny example. I mean, it's not a tiny example. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's a, it's a, it's an example of the point of when, when no one's in charge, the type of people you get in charge are not the people you want in charge. Yes. Uh, there would be no freedom... For John and Yoko to lie in bed next to each other, naked, curled up like little <laughs> snails in the famous photo. No. All right, let's keep going, Mike. All right, here it goes. I'm sorry I put that image in your in your mind. Uh, here we go. Let me see if I have to back up. I mean, it's a pretty melody. Yeah. Like, no. It's very, yeah, very pretty. I hope someday you join us and the world will be one. Okay, so that, the conclusion does not follow from the premises, Mike. Okay, tell me how. So if you just imagine all of these things. You sure. Then the world will be as one. How does that's that work? The, that, that's the solution to everything, yeah. So basically we get rid of any supernatural beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get rid of countries, and we get rid of religion, and then we will have the universal brotherhood of man and universal peace. Yeah, I guess those are the problems. Oh, but they're not the, the, yeah, they're not the only problems, Mike, but but they're the problems. But those so how do you I mean, all right. Day 1 of the new plan. It's called the Imagine the Imagine the Constitution. Yes. Um how do we institute it? Let's let's not just take it as a nice, isn't that sweet? That's a sweet thing. Let's actually institute it. Okay. So day 1 
how do we get rid of countries? Um, we just abolish. So we would have to dissolve all of the. Uh, we would have to nullify all the constitutions of every country that has one. All the laws. We we being who? Well, John, the imaginers. Okay. We're the imaginers. We're we're right. joining we're joining him. So all of the constitutional legal orders, you know, legal justification and foundation of a, a nation state, those have to be dissolved and done away with. So the U.S. Constitution, I know Britain's not constitutional, but the Magna Carta, get rid of it. You know, we gotta mm-hmm. just get rid of it all. We have to disband all of their legislatures, right? Hmm. I, f- I feel like there's going to be some struggles, maybe in in your sort of your North Vietnam's. No. I feel it's like you're, just a you're, you're not dreaming hard Syria's enough. Syria's may not uh, go along you, with it. Uh, okay, then what um, what we will do is uh, we will take all supernaturalistic religious religions, at least. We've got to ban them. He said no religion. I'm not sure what counts as a religion exactly, but ones with heaven and hell in them. So we got to get rid of Christianity, Judaism, Islam. Those have all got to go. Is uh, Buddhism allowed? Uh, certain certain forms of Buddhism would be allowed. I'm sure there are certain ones that are not. Mm-hmm. Um, Confucian uh, Confucianism would be allowed. That Confucianism is allowed. Um, what about any kind of ancestor worship? No, a- animistic religions. I think those have to go. Or ancestral. Okay. I think the, I think because those kind of speak about an afterlife. That seems to me to fall under the heaven and hell rubric. That's got to go. Um, would you say that like smashing them down is uh, because we can't have the like the temples and the places of worship? So do we have to bulldoze or do how do or we convert them to? I think uh, you could convert, kind of like the you know convert like, them to hot yoga places. Yeah, or is yoga yoga's allowed, right? Yes, of course yoga's allowed. Okay, thank you. It, it's the only religion allowed or only practice allowed. Uh, and then yeah, I think right. we could you know turn it into like a like you could take like a Notre Dame and I mean I don't know like could you dedicate it to like universal reason or something like that i don't know if it's um, ever been tried before but sure sure yeah. Yeah, what so happens can... to the peep the people the who are the founders of or the oh. keepers oh, like the, of the clergy and stuff yeah well, i think we just we just we lay aside them right or you know there's no more clergy so they just probably wouldn't want them to like dress like that so i'd probably so do we so then we have to come up with an income for them. Learn to code? Is that what we do? Learn to code. They can okay. learn to code. All right. Okay. They All learn right. to code. Absolutely. All so right. I think that's that's how we implement it. Yeah, because, you know, we, we want... Martin Luther King had a dream, but he didn't just want it to remain a dream. He wanted it to become reality, right? Mm-hmm. Same with John, Lem, John Lennon's Imagine. He wants this dream to become a reality. And so we have to have a practical program in place. Now, do we have to break a few eggs to make these omelets? Because there's not, there's going to be some resistance. I feel. Um. Well, I mean, I, I guess if we play the song let's enough, keep going. people will just sort of soften to the idea. Well, Mike, our program isn't done yet. We've only just begun. There's still some more okay. to go. Right. So we've we so sure. far we've abolished the governments mm-hmm. of every country, and we've kind of banished religion m- most things we would the vast majority of what would fall under the rubric of religion so now but how how do we make sure that they don't sort of you know they have a sneaky way 
of returning? How do we uh, ensure that there is no religion? Um, I don't know. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep okay. going because we've got right. we still have some more to do. All right, but this is just this is just a back of the envelope start yeah. here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. So here we go. Hang on. Sorry. That's okay. I had to pick up my implement and let's finish out the program here. I wonder if you can. Oh, go back, Mike. Go back. We missed the okay, best part. Sorry. There we go. Yep, there we go. Keep going, or yeah, keep going. All right, stop it there. Stop it there. Stop it there. Okay, here we go. Okay, all right. So well, no possessions. No possessions. No possessions. Uh, but then no greed or hunger. Yes. So those are. How does that work? Well, you can't have any property anymore. Right. So no personal property. Right. So we okay, just abol- we abolish I can that. imagine that. And then everyone, um, no one will have greed, so no one will like want more than they have already. But they have nothing, so I, you can, you know, I guess you could be covetous or wanting what someone else has at their disposal at the moment. Though it's not their property. And then everyone will be fed because there will be hunger. But um, my number one concern is toilet paper. How will I have toilet paper? Well, so well, someone, will, someone will make, some people will just get together and decide to make it. Okay. All right. Hmm. So they'll, yeah, I mean, they'll. But I then guess. when I have it, it won't be mine. No, I could come. I mean, that, it's not yours. I could come. Okay. I could come and I could come and take it. But if the I need people it. who made it, it wouldn't be theirs either. No. Um. Yeah. Once they made it, it's they have to. They just have to give it away to everybody. So, hey, Jerry, go make a bunch of toilet paper. Uh, and Jerry says no. Then what do we do? Look, I, you asked Jim. I guess. And I think it's pretty easy to come up with them, you know, for all these mundane things that we kind of take for granted in everyday life. I think it's fairly easy to come up with an altruistic motive to get people to do most of them. Hmm. You know, like making, you know, like the tiny screws that go in things and. Sure. You know, I mean, that's, I think it'd be pretty easy to find lots of volunteers to go do that kind of stuff or like, you know, working on a farm. It's easy picking crops and stuff. That's. Lots, sure. of, lots of people like to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. I've been to the berry farm. It's fun, right? No, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, and if you've been in California, it's where they grow, like kind of in Tura County where I live. It's really, with the strawberry fields, when the sun's up, it's very nice. Yeah. To just be out doing that. I've oh, heard the... really good things about um, <laughs> harvesting sugar. Seems like a really <laughs> fun thing. Well, it's it seems sweet. like people would volunteer for that, right? It's it's very sweet. And like 
sanitation and sewage and stuff. I mean, collecting trash. Oh, running one of them, uh, what do they call them? A honey wagon, right? Yeah. Where you empty people's septic systems. Yeah. I mean, I'd go on that tour any day. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no possessions. There's no greed. No one, you know, so just, there's just intrinsic motivation for all of these various tasks that go up uh, that are the component parts of our civilization. Mm -hmm. Just imagine. I'm trying. It's easy, right? It's easy. <laughs> it's uh, a brother. It's he, a brotherhood of man. Is there any more content? I'm going to play the. Uh, there is just the last. Just, just hit kinda... that. Just let's let the end go. John Lennon, you're a dreamer. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not the only one. He's not. There's Yoko. He's at too, least got Yoko. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Here we go. Yep. Here we go. All right. Well, it seems pretty easy. I guess we'll put it into practice. Are you going to start today? Uh, you know, it's easy. I'll, Dave. It's it's easy. It's just what I guess what bothers me so much about the song is just how dumb it is. Like how <laughs> dumb its message is. It's just so stupid. Um, and, did I tell you when we talked about it before? That, well, these are things that we'll we'll have to go back in the archive and show what hacks we are but um that when i was in high school a friend of mine invited me to his church which was a methodist church and they opened up the service with imagine no and and i just i did the looking around thing like this is obviously a gag um this can't this can't be real but um but, but that it it was just shocking to me who was a proclaimed atheist at that time? What was this so, church like? Because I'm just trying to think of all the like blue-haired grannies. No, know, like... it was super. It was uh, super casual. I remember the uh, the pastor like wandering down into the. I don't know. It just for the the time the vibe was very relaxed. He had I, his... There might have been a lot of patchouli oil in the place and stuff like that. <laughs> the pastor. I just imagine because I'm guessing this was like the 70s or something, right? Uh, or is it early let's 80s? See, it would have been like 82, 81 oh. or 82. Yeah. You know, the pastor with his kind of mutton chops, you know, still holding on. And oh, gosh. The, uh, well, I mean, I, I believe if we go back in the archives, I, I know I've talked about this before, but I heard this song performed at a church that I attended. I attended a service, not my own church in Ohio. My gosh, that never would have happened. Um, but, uh, I got I got word that the the famous slash infamous Rob Bell was preaching at one of the churches in town, um, and this was after you know all everything had gone down with his uh, his uh, uh, his book, his Love Wins book, and he had kind of become a surfing guru in Southern California, and so he was up in town to preach. So he wasn't like you know he was kind of the furor was over. This was past that, and so I had to go hear him speak because I just could not miss this opportunity. And uh, so I went to this other church in town, and it was, as the kids say, it was very cringe, um, because after he spoke, this, you know, um, uh, I mean, there's no better way, nicer way I can put it. A bunch of boomer 
musician guys got up and started sure. playing a match. I mean, you know, it was a bunch of guys oh, in their wow. in their early sixties up there jamming unimagined. Oh, perfect. And perfect. Was, and I'm sitting on a you know, this had once been like a a real kind of big church in town and they had a real sanctuary, but all the like chairs had been moved out and we were sitting on couches. It was like yeah. it was like an old per I just it was an old person's idea of what a young person wants in a church. <laughs> and uh, boy, the kids just love the Imagine the, by John Lennon. <laughs> the kids were just, the kids were just flocking. No, it was it was one of the most painful experiences of my life. Like where I felt, um, I've always had this experience in life, like where you you kind of feel embarrassed for someone, and so it makes you extremely uncomfortable. Uh, it, like oh, yes. and the, and the flop sweat. Oh yeah, I had. I mean, oh, I was yeah. just sitting there and I had flop sweat. I um, uh, I love the the famous famous viral video from the early days, those halcyon days when we all sat around watching dumb videos. We don't do that anymore. Uh, but the uh, boom goes the dynamite guy. <laughs> you you <laughs> yes. remember him, right? Of course, of course, yeah. Of course. He's a he's a classic. But I. Never, I probably never laughed so hard. But I, my at the time, probably teenage son brought him in and said, "You, you have to see this thing." And he's one of those people who he cannot tolerate the other people failing in front of him. And he left the room and just like buried his head in his hands. <laughs> it's just like I can't look, I can't look at it. This is awful, awful, awful. <laughs> so I, I understand that instinct of watching people. You know, flop sweat is for some people it's it's delightful. For others, it's cringeworthy. Oh yeah, you're just pitting out. Just oh, it was so it was so awkward. But Mike, I'm interested. So you your your feelings towards Imagine? Yeah. Go you they they go way back. So yeah. Could you just kind so, of talk me through that? Yeah. Well, I mean, even as a self-professed atheist at the time, I just thought like you do that it's so dumb. It's so shallow, and I, I and just like we did with this exercise today, where we're obviously being facetious. I actually thought about it because, you know, here was I grew up with the Beatles. I loved them. Um, I mean, I obviously was much younger than the Beatles, but I we as kids, everybody discovers they have their little Beatle oh, period, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Oh, I I, uh, I had that too. Yeah, and so mine was high school, and and then you 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 listen to other stuff and you listen to Paul McCartney's solo stuff and you go, wow, that some of that's kind of dumb, but okay. <laughs> um, but that one, it, it seems to, it had a weight to it that it, it was played at places where you thought like, is this supposed to be something? Like, I don't understand why people are taking this seriously. And I just never have because it is so dumb. I mean, just on its face, it's just dumb as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. And so, I don't think you have to be of any particular philosophical bent to think that Imagine, as pretty as it is and as much as you like John Lennon, is just vapid and and dumb. Um, and so that's 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 all. Yeah, and and I think that what's maddening about it is just how it. I mean, yeah, it is. It 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 is. It does sound very pretty. Um, I I do have a bit of an aversion to like piano ballads. Um, I mean, that's just a per issue of personal taste. Um, uh, but like 
it just sort of gets you in, in this kind of me in this like, oh boy, here comes something maudlin, you know, uh, is oh, coming yeah, at yeah. me. I mean, you know. And you, I think, mostly avoided it. But again, my at my age, I think the the eighties, um, oh, the, the the king, the, the that was the decade of, you know, uh, um, literally thousands of songs opened with a similar <laughs> piano ballad style to imagine. You know, I think if I can think off the top of my head, the the group Chicago. Uh, had at least thirty of them during the uh, <laughs> during the mid to late eighties. So, yeah, that's uh, I can understand the cringiness. Yeah, so it, it has that factor, but just how it's, um, like it's so it is pretty, you know. And and I mean, um, John has a very unique voice that is, um, like I, that I like, uh, but like the. And it does have a bit of that overproduced strings coming in on it. That was kind of characteristic, like late Beatles. But um, just how, if you go to like the, you know, what's the hundred greatest songs of all time or something in Rolling Stone, like they're always going to throw Imagine in the top ten. And oh it, really? Yes. Imagine Ugh. is oh, Imagine is on those top lists, and it it just disgusts me because it's like that does not belong near the top of anyone's list just because the content of it i mean i would rather hear a wap bapa loop bapa wap bamboo you know like that is more meaningful to me and a deeper song than than imagine yeah i mean you know look the critics never respected the band let's say journey i'll just pull them out of a bag yes um but People have fun when they hear a Journey song come on. Oh, Journey <laughs> go, is awesome. Yeah, they go, this is <laughs> yeah. dumb as can possibly be, but hey, there's something going on here. But yeah, there's something about the uh, this is a this is important, and you have to listen to it. And then you hear it and go, "Am I missing something? Does the Emperor have no clothes on this? There's nothing to this." So yeah, like, there's something about that. That is a great comparison because think of like how kind of self serious the "Don't Stop Believing" is, you know. Um, yes. but just how we mock it. And that's what makes it so fun is like the faux epic ballad seriousness of it, you know? Yeah. And Bridget like, and I always talk about how whenever you're listening to 80s songs, people are always on the boulevard. And, uh, what, what's happening out on the boulevard today? We better hear this song. And there's something so fun. Yeah. You're at, uh, I went to, I had occasion to go to a couple Dodgers games. Uh, when I lived out in California, and one of their traditions is—I forget after which inning—but you sing, you know, "Don't Stop Believing." Oh yeah, I mean, and that's fun. Like people are getting into it; they're having a fun. They're having fun. We're all in on the joke uh, when we're doing that. And Journey is a great, you know, uh, th- th- but they're t- they're a great gift to the world. They're sort of self-serious balladeering, and you know, John—they're of a species with John Lennon. But if we were making fun of Imagine as we sang it, I could see it becoming. A delightful song in that way in right that it's except just it's not fun joke. enough to do that no so, it's uh, not yeah. no no it doesn't have it doesn't have the emotional build to it at all it's very kind of flat almost in its right in yep. its in its kind of mellowness so it's yeah it doesn't have the same fun potential you're right well there you go imagine by john lennon take that yeah i was <laughs> i was raised you know my dad always hated that song so he always told me whenever it came on this song is horrible. So I was raised with that hatred in my heart, but I feel like I've come by it honestly. You know, there's... oh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it 
it is honest because it, it's a terrible song. It, there, there. It is, and it, and it offers literally nothing to this moment. Nothing to, at all. To no moment. But, you know, because right now, hey, we could say it's a global pandemic. We're going, you know, it, it, it sort of hits everyone. So it's a universal phenomenon. But the the song that's going to bring us together uh, as a brotherhood of man, a universal humanity in this, it sure is, ha- um, it sure is not John Lennon's Imagine, which basically pres- presupposes beliefs held by the tiniest sliver of human beings. <laughs> That's right. And if they did hold them, those people are insane. All right. Well, I think we've sufficiently um, <laughs> held the song Imagine on the ground and dangled spit in its face until it cried and said, let us, let a, <laughs> let me up. So um, I think we can let it go at that unless you have anything else to add, Dave. No. You know, Mike's, I'm not the only one. That's right. Some day... These other people will join us. Someday. And the world will be as one. But imagine, imagine is the worst song ever. <laughs> it's easy if you try. It's very easy to imagine <laughs> yes. it as the worst song ever. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, we'll let that be the last word. And uh, we hope you're all doing well. Uh, and we'll keep doing this. We'll keep doing Like Trees Walking as long as we need to, right? That's right. Absolutely. No, the, the, the need is greater than ever. I am Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Berge. So long, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>